0: what a blessing it is thank you lord for realizing that we never would have made it come on pray with me tonight god we love you we honor you we thank you for this night we thank you for what you're going to do we are right now living in expectancy for the next move of god and we ask that you just have your way take complete control and move by your spirit god i pray tonight a special prayer for our dear brother glenn memes i hold him up before you even now and the surgery and the operation he had to I thank you even now for Sister Robin Morin. I hold her up before you right now. I thank you, Lord, that you are with her. I thank you, Lord, for those saints that are going through. And I even now stand in agreement for their healing this day. And God, we ask that even as we listen to the word of God, as we go through what we are going through, as we're living through the mess of this life, that you will speak afresh to us and that you will remind us of your ever-present help even in the fire. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, God bless you, brothers and sisters. You can tell I am excited. I'm excited because... One of my best friends, my good buddy, the person I care deeply about, loving the Lord, and we have been friends now for many, many years, going back to our early days at Harper Seminary. We have been tight all this time. I'm excited, you know who he is. He's the Reverend Dr. Edward P. Harding, Jr. He is a pastor, a teacher, a preacher, and he is a gifted man of God, and every time I look at him, I get excited Because when I see him, I see a miracle. And I'm just grateful tonight. He sent us a word from the Lord today, from his church all the way down in Maryland to our fellowship. And I want to hear the word of the Lord. Next voice you're going to hear will be that of my dear friend and my brother. I thank God for him tonight. Listen to the words from Reverend Dr. Edward P. Harding, Jr. Shiloh, it is my
1: honor to bring you this message as we celebrate together the thirty-seventh anniversary of Bishop Benjamin Keith Watts, and First Lady Cynthia, the apple of his eye, the snap in his crackle and pop. Shiloh, I wish I could be there in person, but we won't always be in a pandemic. I love your pastor, Shiloh, like he was my biological brother. You all know that when we are In public together, we are often confused for twins. You can blame Big Mama for that. (laughs) I'm honored to be with you, Shiloh, as we celebrate this anniversary with you all. So let me read the scripture for Tonight, Daniel, Daniel chapter three, beginning at verse sixteen. Daniel chapter three, beginning at verse sixteen. Shiloh, I'm reading from the English standard version of the Bible. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us From the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods. Or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning furnace because the king's order was urgent. And the furnace overheated. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a sun. Of the gods. Shiloh, let's pray together. God, we are grateful as we celebrate the anniversary of this, your son. We're grateful for the people who have assembled under the church family known as Shiloh Baptist. God, our prayer is that you would richly bless them, that you, God, would continually make them a beacon in the New London community. Continue, God, to use Ben and Cynthia. Continue, we pray, God, to change lives through this ministry. Anoint now, we pray, God, our time together. Bless, God, even over this digital medium. Help, we pray, God, your spirit to be transmitted. Anoint us, God. Enliven us, quicken us, mold us, shape us, and then, most importantly, God, Use us, we pray, in the name of Jesus, amen. Shallow, for a few minutes from the theme, child, you are in a hot mess. Some of you remember before the pandemic, When we would go to the mall, and when we would go to the mall, I'm always curious when I see children misbehaving. My first thought is always, where are these parents? Who are these parents? We don't expect to open up a newspaper and on the front page see the son or daughter of the county sheriff having robbed a bank or been accused of of selling drugs. We don't expect certain things from certain people. We don't expect a child whose mama or daddy is a dentist to open their mouth only to discover most of their teeth rotten. And they have a horrible smile due to tooth decay. We don't expect certain things from the children of certain people. When it comes to the children of clergy persons known by the nickname PK, preacher's kids, we expect most of them to be just shy of absolutely crazy. Brittany Clavon, Christina Alexis, the B-man, present company excluded. we mean y'all. Now, lest I be accused of making little of mental illness, let me explain. The children of clergy live in somewhat of a fishbowl. These children want to prove to their friends that they are not an example of personal morality. They refuse to serve as an example of behavior that is exemplary. Therefore, they go to the other end of the spectrum. PKs want to let their friends know they can sin with the best of them. There is no sin that is too large or too small. They are not the moral police. We expect the children of pastors to behave in a particular fashion. We expect the children of celebrities to be spoiled. We expect the children of educators to be studious. We expect the children of athletes to at least have some interest in sports. And we expect the children of God to be able to get a prayer through. I'll say it again. We expect the children of God to be able to get A prayer through. The devil goes in hard for God's children. Let me tell you how the devil successfully made his argument to God's only begotten son. Begotten, the result of procreation. God's only begotten son. The devil said you can't be in the will of God. Look at you. As he hung on the cross, his successful argument was you hanging naked between two thieves. Look at you, his successful argument, Shiloh, you nailed to the cross like a common criminal. His successful argument, look at you. The only sinless one. His successful argument. Look at you. The one who healed the sick. And raised the dead. His successful argument was. Look at you. The one who claimed to be. The son of the living God. The devil said you can't. Be in the will of God. On Calvary. If you were in the will of God, you wouldn't be here. Look at you. After fasting in the desert, you told me, Jesus, you were all that. Look at your situation. Look at the mess you are in, framed by the government, beaten worse than Rodney King. Look at you, Jesus. You can't be the King of Kings and Lord of Lords here on Calvary. You can't expect us to believe that you are, in fact, the Son of God here. You can't be the chosen one. Look, Jesus, surely you can't think of yourself as God's son here. You wouldn't be in this mess. If you were, you wouldn't be in this situation. Look at you. And Shiloh, Jesus thought about that thing. And the Bible says, at about the ninth hour about three o'clock after thinking about that thing Jesus looked at his situation he looked at his predicament he looked at his circumstances turned his attention toward his father and said my God, my God why? has thou forsaken me? What we Christians undergo, Ben, is not that we are God's child. Our problem is that when we get in circumstances that appear inconsistent, we lose our faith because our circumstances are inconsistent with what we think it means to be. God's child. You broke and a child of God? You in jail and a child of God? You lost your job and you're a child of God? Your life is in crisis and you're a child of God? This happened to you and you were a child of God. Hey God, didn't need to be a Christian for that. I could have had that happen to me and not been a child of God. The Hebrew boys had gone through it. You think you've experienced loss? These boys lost their home. They lost their parents. They lost their church, their place of worship. They lost their community. They even lost their names. Their mom and daddy named them Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. But after they got forcibly removed from their homes in Jerusalem to Babylon, the Babylonians gave them new names. Forget what they used to call you back home. We'll call you Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In fact, now that you're here in Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar said, "We got some new laws. Now that you're here in Babylon, we got some new requirements." I know y'all used to praying. To the Lord God, Jehovah, I know y'all believe that he's Alpha and Omega. I know y'all think can't nobody do me like Jesus, can't nobody do me like the Lord, but I got a new statue I want you all to bow down to. I've got a new image for which I want you all to kneel. I've got a new system of worship that I want to set up with you. The king said no longer. Will you call on the name of the Lord? No longer will you raise your hands and give glory to God most high. No longer will you worship and praise the Lord. We got a new power going on now. There's a new sheriff in town. We heard you boys are uh, continuing to pray to the Lord. We heard you boys won't refuse to pray to my statue. We heard you boys won't fall in line. Now, we're going to give y'all one more chance when you hear the music. We're going to give you one more chance. Y'all, good workers and all. Boys said we don't need it. We don't need it. You see, our God is able. And he will deliver us your hand first our God is able Shiloh our God is able to make you stand our God is able to establish you Our God is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his glory. Our God is able to make his grace abound toward you. He's able to make you stand. He's able to keep you in that which you've committed to him against that day. He's able to Build you up. The Word says He's able to subdue all things. The Word says He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond all that you could ask or even think. The Word says He's able to save you from the guttermost to the uttermost. Is there anybody here as we celebrate 37 years who knows that God is able? To be able, Shiloh is to be weighty enough. To be able is to be large enough. To be able is to be capable enough. To be able is to be worthy enough. To be able is to be magnanimous enough. What the Hebrew boys say is that God is able. He created the universe, the sun, the moon, and the stars with a thought, God is able. I don't care if it was creation or evolution or whatever we are descendants from, our God is able. Who else could cause the sun to rise and sit right on Time, every day, our God is able. Who else causes the earth to spin around on its axis every 365 days of the year, never late, down to the second? Our God is able. All you watch Captain Kirk, when he came back to Earth, his eyes full of tears after his short ride in space, I can tell you why William Shatner was in tears. When he looked at the world from space, he had to admit, nobody but God. Nobody but God could put the cold in ice. Nobody but God could scoop out the rivers and pile up the mountains. Nobody but God could put the stars in place, the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper, and every sign of the zodiac. Nobody but God. Now, the Hebrew boys, Shiloh, do a couple of things simultaneously. They uncouple what Nebuchadnezzar tries to run together. Our God is able to deliver us from the fire. And he will deliver us from your hand. Shiloh, you want to honor your pastor's 37th anniversary? Go from knowing that God is able to knowing that God will God is able is one position Shiloh God will is an entirely different one the devil knows that God is able but only someone who is prayed up knows that God will Anybody almost will agree that God is able, but it takes a child of God to come to the conclusion that God will. Belief can get you to God is able, but only faith can affirm that God will. Wolf tickets will get you to God is able, but you've got to be ready to go down with the ship to come to the conclusion that God will. Doubt will hold up regarding God is able, but trust will only conclude that God will. I know a lot of folk who will say that God is able, but the number thins out when we get to God will. He will is a statement of confidence. He will is a tone of conviction. He will is spoken with certainty. He will means I know for sure. He will means incontrovertibly. He will means absolutely. He will means despite your limitations. He will means no matter what your obstacles. He will means no doubt. He will means maybe packed up and left a long time ago. The Hebrew boy said, our God is able and he will. Now, Shiloh, you want to celebrate Ben's 37th anniversary. Go from knowing that he's able to he will. But the Hebrew boy said, Our God is able and he will. But even if he does not, we are not, we will not bow down and worship Your God. Nebuchadnezzar says, All right, fine, have it your way. Heat up the furnace seven times hotter than we normally would. Find them, hands behind their backs, throw them in. And he got some of his mighty men. to push Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace. And what happened to Shiloh? The gods who pushed them in end up getting burned first. I want to celebrate the fact that as they were burned, nothing happened to their clothes, In fact, not even the smell of smoke was on their clothes. And when Nebuchadnezzar looked into the furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were free. Walking around, high-fiving one another. Nebuchadnezzar said, didn't. I put in three. But as I look, wait a minute, let me get my glasses. And he put his glasses on and he said, Didn't we put in three? But as I look, I see four. And the fourth one looks like the Son of God. Shiloh, can I celebrate with you for a minute? It's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that fourth one that looked like the Son of God were walking around the furnace, hands-free, high-fiving one another. Can I, in my sanctified imagination, share with you how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked Around the furnace they had to move one leg and drag the other. And while they moved one leg and drugged the other, they rhythmically shook their head and their shoulders at the same time. Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo rhythmically walked with one leg and drugged the other. And high-fived one another and celebrated with the other. Shadrach looked at Meshach and said, as they both looked at Nebuchadnezzar, how you like me now? And as they celebrated, one with the other, walking around rhythmically, shaking their head, moving one leg and dragging the other can i explain to you that fire retardation began in 1831 there was a french chemist by the name of guy lassic who discovered that mixing two salts together two different kinds of phosphorus would make clothes that would retard fire. You've seen the suits of firefighters. You've seen the suits that NASCAR and IndyCar drivers wear. You've seen the suits that guys and girls who jump out of planes into places where there is a forest fire. They call them hotshots. Maybe some of y'all saw the movie about the granite mountain hot shots. Well, if you saw that movie, you'll know that along with the equipment that the hot shots guys and girls who parachute into fires carry with them is a flame-retardant covering so that in the event Shiloh, that all of their resources are exhausted, they are to get under this covering and lie flat on the ground. Well, is there anybody in New London that has exhausted their resources and needs to get under some covering until their help arrives? I want to tell you, Shiloh, that Jesus has already parachuted in. Jesus has already moved you from God is able to God will. Jesus is walking around with you even though you are a hot mess. Jesus says, I'm in that hot mess with you. Something happens Shiloh when Jesus parachutes in. Something happens Shiloh when Jesus shows up. Jesus is our fire retardant. Jesus is our fire extinguisher. Jesus is our air conditioner. Jesus is our attitude adjuster. Jesus Is our company keeper Jesus says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'm there with you Jesus says even though they come after you I'll get them first Jesus says although the odds may be stacked against you one plus God is a majority even though the hot shots are there, even though you're in trouble, Jesus says, and I agree with Tasha Cobb's as I close shallow, no fire can burn me, no battle can stop me, no mountain can turn me because God is with me. Jesus is our fire retardant. Jesus is our fire extinguisher Jesus is our air conditioner Jesus is our attitude adjuster Jesus is our company keeper in the midst of the fire Jesus says even though you're in the fire I'm in there with you Jesus says even though they tried to get you I got them first Jesus says, even though the odds are stacked against you one, plus God is a majority. Shiloh, you may be in a hot mess as you celebrate Pastor's 37th anniversary, but Jesus
0: is in that mess with you. Amen. We're going through things right now. We're dealing with life's challenges and it's easy to believe that when you're going through that God has abandoned you. But I'm so glad to hear again tonight that Jesus is in that hot mess with you. And I know it's a whole hot mess. I know what you're dealing with is rough, but you're not alone. The Lord is with you. I pray you take this word with you tonight. I pray you allow it to resonate in your spirit. I pray even now, wherever you are in the country, you accept this as your word, that the Lord is in the hot mess with you. And because he's there, he's all the fire retardant you need. He is the one that will protect you. He's the one that's taking care of you. And I praise God. For my dear brother for preaching that word amen what a word God is with us even in the midst of a whole hot mess God bless you my brothers and sisters I'm so glad you joined us tonight I'm excited to have you with us I know somebody might be listening to us tonight and you might say I need the Lord on my side I need God to bless me And I need God to work inside of me. And so I want you to know, we want you to be a part of Shiloh. And there's several ways you can get in touch with us. Call us, email us, write us, let us know. We're praying for you already. And I see those comments online. Even now while I'm standing here, I see your comments. Yes, God was with us tonight and that was a word. And we thank God for our dear brother for an awesome word in this place tonight. God bless each one of you for joining us. I want you to know that if you're a part of this fellowship, you know what we do every Tuesday night. We give in the offering. You can give by Cash App, by Givelify, or by mail. Put something in there. Amen. You want to send a special blessing to our dear brother, put something in there. If you not, just put it to the, the general offering tonight for this night, for Benevolent Night on Tuesday night, and we will make sure we bless our brother. What a word, what a word. Thank you, Dr. Harding. You're my friend, man. I love you with the love of the Lord. God bless each one of you for joining us tonight. Let me just make a couple of very quick announcements, and I'm excited about those announcements. First of all, tomorrow, 1 o'clock, I'll be online for prayer. Join me in prayer. We've been having some great times in prayer. For those of you who have not got online, there's nothing you have to do other than call the number and you'll click right in. If you don't want to say anything, you don't have to say anything, just listen to us praying. We call out the names of those we're praying for. I generally give a word from the Lord and then we pray together. Join us in prayer. It's a special time with the Lord and then on Thursday night on the Martin Luther King Scholarship Fund facebook page we will be celebrating the martin luther king annual uh, awards ceremony and that's thursday night at 6 p.m it's a virtual ceremony for the mlk trust fund join us in that virtual ceremony as i said to you last week there'll be a number of persons receiving scholarships among them is our own sister jojo carter and we love her and we want to support her let's be online for that And then on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. is our prison fellowship. Now we've been asking people to register and the reason we ask you to register is simply that we can know who's gonna be in the room, make sure we have enough spaces on Zoom to accommodate everybody that wants to be there. We wanna make sure we have enough spaces to get you in the room so you can be a part of this process. So please register with us. there's no cost to you at all, just register get on. Stay as long as you can and enjoy and be a partner with us as, as we work towards social justice. Brother Winston and the entire committee do, do a marvelous job. This is close to his heart, but there are a number of people that are working with him who have the same heart and mind. So let's be there with them and let's celebrate. Amen. This is coming Saturday at 9 a.m. and we're going to have a great time. God bless you. I love you all with the love of the Lord. You won't change my mind I'm praying for each one of you I'll see you on Sunday morning don't forget the committee asked us to wear red and gold let's come out and show our colors and have a great time in worship on Sunday morning and we're going to just celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ until next time I know you've been with us and I love you with the love of the Lord you will not change my mind Amen please keep praying for one another. Keep praying. Deacon Wiggins had his procedure this week and we're thanking God for him and we thank that, that block will work on his knee and we ask each of you to pray for one another. Play for brother Roy Smith who is the brother of our dear Deacon S. Wilson. Just keep praying for each other. I love each one of you and as I close today I want to remember my brother-in-law Michael Reeves in special prayer. Michael's in ICU today and I want to pray for him but also want to pray tonight for my wife and for her siblings and for her parents this is a very difficult time and i just want this hold them up and please help me pray for our first lady pray for her family pray for brother michael and i see you pray for his children that god will give them strength and be with them even in this difficult season amen so let's pray and then i'll close father i thank you for the names we've called but the names i did not call i yet remember them in my heart And I pray, God, even now, Lord, for my brother-in-law. I hold Michael before you. I hold Mr. and Mrs. Reeves before you. I hold Mark. I hold Ronnie. And I particularly hold my dear wife. I thank you even now, Lord, that you will be with them to sustain and strengthen them in this season. And I thank you, God, that you can turn it around. You're the healer. You're the doctor. And God, for all those other names that we've already called, I pray that you will work in them both to willing to do your good pleasure. Bring healing and deliverance as only you can. And God, we thank you because we know that you are our God and beside you there is none other. And we stand in agreement, even with the saints that are gathered now in intercessory prayer that your will and your way and your anointing is the only way. You can do what no other power on earth can do. Have your way. Bless everyone that has heard this word tonight. Many are in hot messes that they have not shared with others. They're in their households. They're people that they love that are sick. They're people going through. Give them, Lord, the reassurance of your ever present help. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you all with the love of the Lord. May you go in peace. May the peace of God go with you. And you know what I always say. It's a one-word benediction. Shalom.